This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophie Alexandra. And it's our second OnlyFans episode. Hell Ooh. yeah. I am so excited about this episode. Before we get to our guests, though, Courtney, since you started your OnlyFans journey while we were recording these interviews, I just wanted to check in. How is the OnlyFans game going? The OnlyFans game is good. You know what? The OnlyFans game started, Coco Peep Show started really hot. This is the whole evolution of it, mm-hmm. which you know, Sophia. Mm-hmm. I basically posted this thing on Twitter where I offered people if they donated $50 or more to Black Lives Matter, I would send them a tip pick. <laughs> and I thought, you know, whatever. I'd like maybe raise $1,000. No, my DMs were fucking full. And I raised $31,000, which is a, a shit ton of money. Courtney, that's incredible. You should be so proud of yourself. I am. I was. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was. I w- But also it made me realize like that is the power of female sexuality, you know? Yeah. Titties do rule the world. Like sex does sell. And maybe I've been thinking about my monetization of them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, have I been working a day job for a decade and I should have just been selling tip picks? But the other thing is a platform like OnlyFans, the technology of it makes it so much easier to do something like this where it's taking some of the risk that would have been there in the past, like doing it one to one, which Sam kind of talked about last week, you know, random guys in your dms asking you for pics it's like okay well then you have to like venmo or paypal or do something like that and it's pretty safe if you do it over OnlyFans. so anyway i wound up in august august i think 10th is my anniversary is my first day of OnlyFans, and it was on my road trip back to see my parents so i was like doing it in my hotel room and i was also like kind of nice that I don't have to deal with my boyfriend right now or like he just like wasn't in my headspace while I was getting started which I feel like was kind of nice it gave me like a little bit of distance like you could just be sexy for you and yeah the imaginary strangers yeah and it wasn't like I was like doing that in our shared bedroom while he was (laughs) making us dinner or some shit like that like you know what I mean it was separate Do you think that would have made it worse? No, not at all. It was just nice to be able to start kind of on your own. 
on my own because it is I mean sometimes I send him the pics that I post but most of the time it's just for my horn dogs and that's what I call my fans horn dogs (laughs) I love that so I'll be like happy hump day horn dogs (laughs) (laughs) that's the voice of Coco Puge Show (laughs) That sounds like you. I'm really glad that you're being authentic on the, am, on the platform, yeah. you know? I know. Sometimes I'll share my legitimate frustrations in life or, like, desire for the vaccine or, you know, whatever. Do you, like, record front-facing videos where you're like, I just wish the vaccine was here, but your titties are out? <laughs> no, it's not like my drunken Instagram stories. <laughs> it's, it's a totally separate genre. I actually don't do that many videos. Those you kind of have to pay for. I did one shower video that was a big hit. But <laughs> Ooh, can I know more about that? Uh, it was just honestly, I think the most delightful thing about the shower video is I'm not really trying to be sexy. I'm just like being my like goofy self. And I'm like genuinely trying to get clean. But I was just like, fuck it. I'll film it for the fans. (laughs) And I did. And it was on a Wednesday at noon or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It was just kind of spontaneous and goofy and people liked it. But most of the time you would have to buy a custom for me to do something like that. A quick question about the shower video. This is logistics now. (laughs) Did you use your iPhone in the shower or how did you keep it from getting wet? I have a shower that I could just keep the door open without it being too messy. And I have a shitty little tripod and I set it up, you know, hastily and just recorded it and... I don't really do much in, I mean, occasionally I'll like slap on a low key filter, but normally I'm just kind of putting up pics as they are. But I have been, um, after I kind of ran out of my initial back stock of photos, I was like, fuck, I need to do some other photo shoots. (laughs) I got to get back out there. I got to dust off the old bikinis and fucking lingerie and um, go to some dude's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) i love how safe your photographer sounds you're like go to some dude's apartment i don't know he said if i bought him beer he would just shoot me no i have to shout out to they have all been men but they've been really sweet guys that have taken my photos yeah but that is usually the deal i'm like going over to someone's spare bedroom or some something that is set up like a studio uh so yeah I shot a bunch of new stuff I ordered some different lingerie things off the internet and I got some like slutty Halloween costumes which was really fun yeah I love the nurse one that one was hot have you did you see my like BDSM harness one no I didn't see that Oh, I'll have to share that with you. But yeah, I one of my dreams, Sophia, is that we we could even do this for like a private parts unknown OnlyFans. Listeners might be coming at you. We'll see. But I want to go to a dom and get tied up the way that we saw them get tied up in Tokyo. Yeah. But I would totally it would not weird me out at all if you went with me. (laughs) So we could do that if you want to. Yeah, that's like I 
Yeah, I kind of want to do different shit like that for my OnlyFans maybe, but otherwise I'm just going to put up pictures that I think are pretty of myself. <laughs> I mean, we all knew that's what it was really about for you, but I was going to ask, <laughs> has there been anything surprising to you about it that you've gotten out of it? Like, I'm guessing you probably expected to get out of it that like, ooh, I'm being sexy and getting like a little bit of a hit off of feeling hot about myself. But like, is mm-hmm. there like an unexpected something that you got out of it that you didn't? Well, I have to say I am going to be sad to give it up whenever that happens. And I haven't decided what I think. I think I'll quit when like my career makes that necessary. And I'm trying to I actually Adrian gives some really sage advice in this about her terms, about how she decides if she would post something or not and I am kind of the same way I'm like if this got leaked like is that cool with me and the answer has to be yes I mean not like I'm all like I want any of them to get leaked I don't but if they did would this kind of wreck me that it was out there no I don't feel that way about anything that I posted so you know I think as long as I'm true to that I will just keep doing it as long as it's fun and feels good and I really enjoy having a little extra money and when someday my career makes it necessary to not be on the internet in that way I think I will just stop but yeah so far so good oh and I have to say the fans are really sweet I kind of wasn't expecting it's a whole cyclical thing and like you gain fans in little waves as they find you and then you lose some that don't choose to stay around and like I'm not really graphic I'm not showing quote unquote whole (laughs) my favorite term ever (laughs) but I'm not doing whole videos or whatever which god bless the people that are I think that's great but that's like beyond my comfort zone and some people want that and I do not blame them at all for wanting that I mean that's it's like a choose your own porn adventure obviously exactly everyone's on there wanting different things performers and the people who are the fans on OnlyFans same thing some people just want to be titillated and some people are like no I'm here for like homemade porn and if you're not giving me that then I'm gonna move on and that's what's kind of cool about it is I think everybody gets to find what they're into exactly yeah and I'm I'm not offended when people move on but it what's really sweet are you know you recognize your regulars and they really appreciate you and it is kind of unexpectedly heartwarming it's very sweet it's so funny because on our last episode with Sam Severin she was talking about figuring out messaging and I was like I feel like that should be extra and actually after having done it I don't feel like that should be extra like I'm happy to message with my you know fans saves Yeah. Yeah. With my dedicated fan base, I am totally happy. It might take me like a week. I'm really slow and bad at it, especially if I have other shit going on. But I am totally happy to shoot them a message when um, I have a chance. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of funny the relationship that you develop. Would you say it's like kind of between an acquaintance and a friend? Like what's the level? Like someone you see at a party like 
I mean, they're mostly anonymous, except the ones that choose for you to know their name. Mm. And there are a few people like that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think some of that, I know one person messaged me that he is still a virgin. I'm sure there are some people that are just like, kind of, I want to see some tits that aren't my wife's. Like, you know, I'm sure people come for a variety of reasons. Do you ever wonder if the anonymous people are people that are like regular part of your life anyway? I do, but I don't get in my head about that, which is weird because I get in my head about a lot of things, (laughs) but that's not one of them. There were people when I was doing my Black Lives Matter, which I would like to say I still donate 10% of what I earn from OnlyFans to Movement for Black Lives. So I'm trying to still keep that aspect of it alive to some extent. But I did know people when I was doing the Black Lives Matter campaign and I messaged those people, you know, later and invited them to follow me on OnlyFans. So I'm sure there are people that I know on there. And what's interesting is there are people that I know that I we follow each other on Twitter because of the Black Lives Matter thing that are like other writers or other comics or just mm-hmm. other cool ass people that I'm so happy to know. And it is funny. I mean, June, Sophia, June is this photographer that we know who is a lawyer and he also shot my birthday, which is like the only time I've seen Sophia all quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but him and I know each other from the Black Lives Matter campaign. So there's people that I definitely know from what is essentially sex work now. And I kind of love that. I also think it's kind of a nice, like the fact that a lot of the people who followed you to OnlyFans came from your Black Lives Matter fundraising effort kind of is a nice way to maybe self-screen some of the like douchebags you know, not that you can't be pro Black Lives Matter movement, the Black right. Lives Matter movement and still be a piece of shit. But I'm saying like in a certain way, it kind of gets rid of a lot of the pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Though, I mean, now I have new followers that have come from wherever else they heard a different podcast or, you know, whatever over the last couple months. So it has been interesting to see little waves come in. But I have made, I think, $3,500. My gross is more than that, but OnlyFans takes 20%. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's like not an insignificant amount of money to me for just posting nudie pics. Yeah, and you were saying like you don't make it like such a chore that you're like stressed out about doing it. Yeah, I think that's also like another good rule of... And listen, that's so privileged to get to say that. But yeah, I try to make it fun for me. I do it when I'm in the mood to do it. I, you know, usually like to write a cute caption and I reply to people when it doesn't feel like a chore to me so that it can be this really positive experience. And so far it has been. I love yeah, it. I mean, I think it's important to highlight that you're not doing OnlyFans as your like main source of income. It's part of your income as opportunities and things have obviously slowed down for comedians and creators because of covid but no i have regular i have two regular gigs that are my bread and butter that are how i pay my bills so it's not 
survival sex work in the way that we normally think about it. But I have spent all the money. Like, I don't have extra money in my bank account. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like not no offense to your like jobs, but it's not like you make so much doing those two jobs that thirty five hundred dollars was just going to lay around. You know what I mean? Like we're just really used to not having disposable income as like people that are trying to make it in Los Angeles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not even like there's that much to do right now. So it's not like I've just been (laughs) going around like wasting my dollar bills on stupid shit. Like there's nothing to do. So I did need the money. Of course. But am I like eating with the money? No. So, yeah, I think that's an important distinction. And I I really am so glad we did this series, Sophia, because I love hearing these ladies' stories about their experiences with OnlyFans, and I love doing it. I, I've always been kind of an exhibitionist where, where, like, I kind of get off on people. Same. I mean, I did Rocky Horror Picture Show in college in our dining hall where I stripped down to, like, electrical tape on my nipples and, like, a thong. Like, I totally yeah. get you. And then I was a figure model for, like, artists for a while, where you just pose naked. So yeah, like I definitely am in the same boat with it. I just want to say I'm glad that OnlyFans is around during this for all of the people that we know who are unable to make a living. Totally. Oh, one last detail. Um, Adrienne is going to tell you how she has been crushing the game and it is in like the top 1% or whatever of OnlyFans creators. She's like, making as much as her day job I got up to seven percent I think was my highest that's and now yeah I hover around 13 percent 13 percent because I really am a lazy creator but I love my horn dogs and anybody out there is welcome to join at Coco Peep Show (laughs) (laughs) nice plug cokes and I subtle discreet just like the butt plug we were talking about earlier (laughs) Courtney and I were looking at a bud plug advertisement and this thing is has like 20 vibration settings. You guys, it looks like a prehistoric tool. It looks like it not, looks like that's what looks- you would unearth like dinosaur bones with. And then they were like, it's subtle. I was like, who's looking for a subtle no, discreet, butt plug? Discreet. That's right, discreet. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know who they were thinking of as their customer, but everyone's working from home. Like, you can just wear your butt plug, you know what I mean? (laughs) Don't even sweat it. Maybe they're thinking of our essential workers, in which case, bless you. So let's follow that taint of a transition to our guest, Adrian Earhart, who is an incredible friend, an amazing cannabis queen, and also a super funny comedian. I'm kind of like bleeding out all over everybody all the time. It's annoying. I'm trying to like rein it in. But I was getting a pedicure the other day and this lady leaned over and she was like, I love that color pink. And I was like, thanks, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> and she was like, me too. My husband's a heroin addict. And I was like, mine's an influencer. She was like, well, there's a 12-step program for mine. <laughs> and I was like, what would a 12-step program for an influencer look like? I think the first step is acknowledging you have no power over your likes. <laughs> Surrendering your Instagram account to, to the higher power. I can't with this. 
Oh, Adrian is so funny. And she is one of the top creators on OnlyFans. So we were so happy to get her perspective. And she's super hilarious about it, like she is about everything. So here we go. Hey, Cokes, you ever been with a guy who will not have sex with you or eat you out on your period because he doesn't like it when things look like a crime scene? Yes, not everybody is down with period sex. That sucks. Yeah, it's hella stupid because I love it when we paint the walls. You know what I mean? But if you're (laughs) not into it, we have a great idea for you. It is called Laurels. Cox, tell them about it. Oh my God, I love Laurels. Laurels are single-use natural latex panties and they're designed to be worn during oral sex and rimming, which if you know me, you know I love rimming. I think we all know that. (laughs) Yeah, what's awesome is laurels are ultra thin, so you feel every little thing. Plus, the super stretchy latex is easy on your partner's tongue and allows for tongue and finger penetration, even simultaneously. Ow! Ow! (laughs) And also, let's face it, there's something super sexy about wearing latex and being touched when you're wearing latex. So I am pretty into it. And I like that they come in two styles, shorties for fuller coverage or bikinis if you wanna like show a little more cheek. That's kind of my game. And I really like the laurels are like pretty private because they're individually packaged and little pocket sized things. So you can just stick one in your purse or pocket and just be ready for that rim job. I know, they're perfect on the go. They're the world's first oral sex panties and they give you the power to love oral always. And for listeners of our show, Laurels is giving 15% off your first order today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com using code private. That's right. You can get 15% off your first Laurels purchase today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com. Use code private, get rimmed, have that period sex, Get out there, privates. Ow! You know what I miss as an adult, Sophia? A good bedtime story. Ooh, me too. But you know what I realized recently? Just because we're grown-ups doesn't mean we've outgrown bedtime stories. Whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep, Dipsy helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So if you don't know, Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. And each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios. So you feel like you're right there. I love finding the stories that are about like hookups with your professor or costume parties that like, you know, go crazy. Or maybe a story where uh, you meet a stranger and crazy things happen. I don't know. I love that I can find all of that on Dipsy. Totally. I love meeting a stranger and crazy things happen. That's my favorite genre of erotica. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, Dipsy releases new stories every week. So there's always more to explore no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Plus, Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you drift off to sleep after doom scrolling. 
And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash private. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash private. That's dipsystories.com slash private. See you in the sheets. Uh, hot, 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 Adrian. We are so excited to get to talk to you about your new OnlyFans stardom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what a treat to have you here. The last time you were here, you came with some baggage. Um, his name was your ex-husband. Uh, he's not quite my ex-husband, but yes. You know what? We'll count it. In your heart and mind, oh, he yeah. is your ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So now you're thriving. You're so happy. You're doing great. You know, you're getting back into comedy. And you've also started an OnlyFans. And your boyfriend currently, who you've been quarantining with, helps you take photos and videos, right? He's your photog. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I do the selfie, but then sometimes I'm like, I need like a POV. And he'll do it. I think that titty video, was he directing it? Because I heard some encouraging. Yeah, it was. That was just randomly like we were shooting something for Quibi in the dressing room. And I was hot. I'm always hot these days. So I just had my shirt down. He was like, yeah, wiggle it. Show me what you got. So it was fun. We had That's fun. dope. Is he cool about the whole thing? Is he just yeah. like, yeah, do you? Interestingly, I think not, not with his past relationships, cool with that kind of thing, with them being thoughty. Um, and I wouldn't have, I was such a vanilla for so long, but after my ex, uh, Sunday will be one year, uh, broke up with me in the middle of sex and told me that I had let my body go and then I was not attractive anymore. My boyfriend Zane understands that that did some serious psychological damage. So validation from strangers about my body. Yes, it's making me money, but also it's healing the incredibly deep wound that that caused in my brain. That's so fucked up that he said that. I mean, there's cruel and then there's this level of cruelty where you're like, are you auditioning to be on Game of Thrones? Fucking Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah, exactly. And Adrian, just on the real, I have never known you to not be gorgeous. So I just if you need a little extra validation, not from strangers, but you look amazing. We've shared a room on the road. I've seen your body multiple times. It is fire. And that titty video was fire, too. Thank you for sending it. (laughs) You're the only person I sent that to for free. So I know. I'm such a creep. I was like, please send me the unedited version. Thank you. I just assumed you were serious. So I just did it. I was serious. I know. And I didn't show it to anyone. I was like, it's not fair. I'm getting this charge. No. Put it behind a paywall. (laughs) Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Let's back this thing up. When did you decide to go on OnlyFans? What was kind of the motivating factors? Was it economic? And had you toyed around with this kind of thing before? You know, the seed was planted about two weeks after my husband left me. I started hooking up with this comic headliner. You guys know who he is, but yeah, yeah. I remember Um, really hot, really whatever, and and really boosted my self-esteem. And I remember him saying to me one day, I was standing naked in his living room, and he was like, you should get paid for this. And I was like, thank you so much. Mm, Whatever. (laughs) And I was still, like, having panic attacks and crying regularly, you know? So then the next guy that I dated, you also know who that was, Mm -hmm. for a couple couple months, he would say shit to me like, uh, you know, I work in production, and I've never even seen a body double who looks like you. You should be getting paid for this. And I was like... 
is this a line or is this, you know, real? I can't tell. And then finally, Zane was like, if they were going to sculpt a statue, they should use you as a double. And I was like, you know what? I I should get paid for this. This I is whatever. Get- <laughs> I, this is, should, should happen. I should just get paid for this. So uh, it's just weird. It was weird for me to accept because of the damage that my husband had done. Although in retrospect, he was guilty having sex with me because he was cheating on his girlfriend with me. So there's there's the whole layer of that. So probably it had uh, very little to do with my actual corporeal meat sack and more to do with his inefficiencies as a human being and as a husband who committed vows. Um, So after like the, all the dudes that I dated were like, you should do this. You should do this. Finally, it was like day four of quarantine. I was sick as a dog. You know, I had COVID. I was a wreck. Uh, Zane was quarantined with me and I was worried that I wouldn't have a job moving forward because I didn't know what was going to be essential and what wasn't. I didn't think cannabis would be essential. Yeah. Tell people what you do. I'm in cannabis. I'm the director of marketing operations at The Higher Path, which is a dispensary. We have a distribution center and we have a delivery service and an event space. So that's my my domain. And it's a big job. And I was very lucky that it did it did stay. I still have it now. I, can't, I came physically back to work in June after I was cleared by all my doctors that I was safe and I've been working every day since. But I was stuck at home for three months and scared and worried about finances. And then just in general, wanting to move forward with my boyfriend with whom I was trapped in quarantine. Uh, we're both twice divorced and we're 36. So we were like, let's uh, let's just pretend like this is the next one <laughs> and just <laughs> behave accordingly. So uh, that was the plan was like, well, let's make more money. Let's save more money. Let's plan for, you know, baby. I got my eggs frozen in uh, December. Yeah. That's some grown shit right there. That's some grown shit. So I was like, the pressure's off. Now I just need to crank out some money. And uh, I forget, we were like dicking around one day filming ourselves. He really turned me out, this guy. I was like pretty vanilla until Zane. And uh, I just feel really comfortable with him. And, you know, I I don't think I'd ever called anyone daddy before. And he's just really brought it out of me. So we, we filmed one day and then he was editing it on iMovie. I didn't know he was doing this. And he was like, I think you should you should get an OnlyFans and you should sell this clip right here. I was like, let me try it. So I got an OnlyFans and I put pictures with like little emojis over my nipples and like my face not in it and never vagina shots. I still haven't done any vagina shots. And I, I maybe I will in the future. I don't know. Why do they want to see the pussy so badly? I know. <laughs> why? I, I know why. Because that's the thing that's hidden the most. Yeah. It's all about, it's all psychological, I know. But these are the money makers. So finally, people were messaging me like, hey, great feed, been following you on Twitter and Instagram for a while, love this. Are you ever going to show any more? And then so slowly I got more comfortable with like, my mentality is this, if any of these were leaked, would it ruin my career? Or would people be like, she's a comic and she has titties like that? So I was like, you know what? That's a good mentality to have. I'll just only put out content that I wouldn't mind if it got leaked. If I saw it on my Twitter feed, I'd be like, yeah, I did that. I love that mentality. That's the best attitude toward any kind of creative work you do. You're like, Mm -hmm. if this got out, would I be able to stand behind it? Mm -hmm. Those are just words for life. Yeah. Agreed. Should this be heard by another person? (laughs) (laughs) How quickly did your OnlyFans take off? How many subscribers do you have? How much do you make? If you feel comfortable. Sure. Um, 
It's so, I don't really promote it a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that you guys follow me. Every once in a while, I'll tweet about having an OnlyFans. I don't put the link or anything and I'll get like 10 subscribers per every tweet that I do. So I'm sitting pretty comfortably around 300, between 300 and 400 subscribers. So Adrian, good for you. Do they give you stats? Does OnlyFans tell you where you kind of- Yeah, I'm in the top 1.5% of all creators. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, And that's uh, obviously passive income. So subscriptions, as long as I keep the feed happy where they stay subscribing every month, that already nets me about what I make at my current job. So I've doubled my income um, from that. And then I do, now I'm more comfortable doing custom videos because to be honest, my OnlyFans are really, really sweet people who have been fans of my comedy and whatever for a long time. Some of them were fans of my ex and then they found out his character had a wife and then they followed me and now they're like, oh, he cheated on you. I'm going to stay following you because really what's the value of the content over there? So <laughs> it's a lot of people who are just like, like me as a person, it sounds like, and say things like, can I request this? If you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. You know, and sometimes it's something like a, a nude photo where I'm flipping them off and then I get like a little parentheses, can you please include your pretty face? So I'm like, okay, you can have my face in that one because I'm picturing it on the Twitter feed. And if there was a picture of me, makeup and hair done, just like, eh, would I be okay with that? Fuck yeah, I'd be okay with that. Exactly. That kind of shit. And the customs just keep going up and up. People want, you know, more intense stuff. And I include Zane when I can, but sometimes I don't feel comfortable with him in the room. So I'll kick him out. And he's very uh, respectful of that. And also like all the nice things that pop up around the house. He's like... Thank you, OnlyFans. <laughs> How explicit is your OnlyFans? Like, what are you comfortable doing on the main feed versus what you do for customs, et cetera? So my main feed is a little bit temperamental, just like me. Really what my feed is, is a teaser, like a trailer for what you could buy. And I, I, sometimes I drop like a $10 full nude photo in there and I'll put either the censored version or a video with it blurred out like I did with the the titty one or something and it's like either tip me and you'll get this or dm me and we can talk about what else I have and sometimes I'll do a post with like the videos that I currently have listed I think I probably gotta take it more seriously and do like a screenshot carousel and you can buy one of those based on the screen because I'd probably sell more to be honest I haven't really put a lot of marketing effort into it because I do have a full-time job and I'm and extensive amounts of trauma therapy. So, and I'm in a relationship. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So sometimes I think to myself, I, I should just quit the OnlyFans, made my money, whatever, you know, but then the other part of me is like, yeah, but it's so validating and it's kind of fun and it's, it's great money. And these guys are like really, really happy to have somebody say their name in a video or pay attention to them. And like, they're really sweet. And if they're not, I scold them. And if they don't tighten up, then I block them. And that's easy. And that has happened one time. Wow. I love that. Adrian, what were your opinions on sex work before? And then has any of that changed? You know, I was a professional dancer for a long time. So a lot of my friends were exotic dancers, strippers, et cetera. So I grew up respecting that as a side hustle because they were like, I'm already making money on my body from ballet. Why wouldn't I make money? in the club, you know? Um, They're like, sometimes you're showing less at the club than you would in a weird modern performance. So um, I was always comfortable with the dancing aspect. As far as like doing sex to another person, I think I was squeamish just like anybody else. I'm I'm actually quite prudish. My number of, of people I've slept with is quite low. Yes, I've been married twice and I did try to get it in 
in between those, you know, and when I was younger, but every single person I've dated has had at least double my number, if not more. And I kind of want to keep it that way, but it has nothing to do with judging other people for their practices or what they do. I just was personally a prudish person. And like, I don't know, I, I, I respected sex work. I think it should be legal. I think Vegas is doing it right. I think Amsterdam's doing it right. I had a little bit of a, a problem with it. My first husband, when we were on vacation in Amsterdam, right after he proposed, went out for beer one night for two hours came back smelling like women. So he definitely like went to the red light district and like, it's not their fault that my husband was a piece of shit, but it was hard to like not be angry at them for it. Just like it's hard now not to be angry at all 25 year old women, whether they stole my second husband or not, you know, (laughs) it's just hard. And my employees (laughs) under 30, when I'm talking to them, I'm just like, I don't want to hate you. I really don't want to hate you, but I feel like you would sleep with my husband, you know? So- (laughs) That's where the trauma therapy comes in, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I I know a lot of people who've been through what I went through as a child. It was a lot of violence, a lot of domestic abuse, and um, didn't have the support that I had in my family and had to turn to sex work to make a living or to get by because they didn't have a a stable family life and whatever. And I've always said I was like one heavy drinking night too far away from being a stripper or, you know, something like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. But it's just not the path I wanted to go in my life. And now that I'm doing OnlyFans and whenever someone calls it porn, I get like a prickle on my neck because I'm like, I don't think you should call it porn. It's entertainment. This is, I'm entertaining people. And yes, sometimes I suck my boyfriend's dick on camera or, you know, let him pound me. Um, but you can't see anything here going on. But people, people will slide in and be like, you're doing porn. Don't try to dance around it. You're doing porn. But I've never been judgmental of sex workers. And I have only, it's only made it better and easier for me to love and support them now and wish that they had healthcare and this was legal and that they were respected. Because I think... Just like you're gifted with beautiful eyes or great hair or, you know, feet for days for ballet. If you have a beautiful body that people want to jerk off to, that's a monetizable thing and you should be proud of that. So that's kind of my feelings. Does porn still give you the prickle? The word porn? When you hear what you do described as that? Yeah, it does. I mean, money wise, though, that's a shit ton of money, Adrian. Yeah. Are you like feeling the agency of that and the empowerment of that? For sure. Yes. And making good money decisions and saving and paying down debt and planning for having a baby. I've had all my doctor's appointments lined up. My fertility specialist is talking me through. That's why I'm intense trauma therapy. She's like, you need to get shit sorted before you breed uh, or you'll carry that epigenetic trauma down into your seed. You know, So there's a lot going on in my life, but still this is precious to me. I love it. Good for you. This is so fucking good. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I was so prude before, and I'm I'm really not as prude as I used to be. I'm still significantly more prude than a lot of people I see. I follow some girls sometimes just to see like what my competition, if it's competition, is doing, and they're they're straight up like pussy out or like asshole out, you know. And I don't think I'm ever gonna be that bitch, but not because of any other reason than I don't like mine and I don't want to have it. I don't want to see my shit on my Twitter feed. Bottom line. Yeah, you definitely have to like decide where your boundaries are I think that's like the most important part of it feeling like something that gives you agency or positive thing in your life as long as you feel like you're not crossing some like personal line 
Right. And that I had to discuss that with myself, with my therapist, with my boyfriend, a little bit with my sister. And my boundaries have, you know, they blur a little and then they move and then they blur and then they move. But I think I've stayed really firm with no insertion and no vagina unless it's like a super expensive custom. And I feel like I can trust the person, you know, does the rest of your family know? I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I promote it on Instagram sometimes and they all follow me on Instagram. I think my mom, uh, our relationship is stable right now, so she's just not going to talk about it. And I know that she knows that I want a baby. So she's like, well, as long as it's making her money to go towards that, my grand eggs, then that's fine. She calls them her grand eggs. How adorable is that? <laughs> that's so, <laughs> that's cute. so cute. Yeah. Uh, and my brother, I actually mentioned it the other day because he's got a master's in economics. So we were talking money. And then I was like, well, my passive income on OnlyFans, you know. And then he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we just like started talking about something else. I think he was just like, I don't want to think about my sister doing that. Or like, she's got passive income. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably impressed, he but he didn't know how to say it in a way that didn't make it sound creepy. Yes. Like, exactly. sell those titties, sis. Yes. He's like, I don't know. I'm trying to be supportive, but it's not coming out right. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody knows. Also, we did, my boyfriend and I were in Vegas a few weeks ago when we did the Quibi audition for the show Sexology. We were talking about it and you have to be like loud when you're on like a, you know, an audition tape or whatever. And the chick was like, when do you think you'll tell your mom? And I was like, right now. She's in the other room. She can definitely hear me. So, <laughs> but she just didn't mention it or say anything about it. And she's not that kind of person she's she's very she's like me she's very like let's talk about what's happening you know but I think she's just like I don't want to know I don't want to know what's out there I don't know what you're doing just have a baby please yeah <laughs> maybe she just doesn't care that much yeah she's pretty chill she uh I think I got my prudishness from her but she's opened up significantly over the years and uh my sister has helped with that my sister's really body positive sex positive you know, lots of tattoos, really cool and open. And like my mom would, would shame her or myself sometimes and she'd just be like, why would you be mad at me and begrudge me this? I'm having a great time. I have multiple lovers in multiple countries that I can stop and see. And then eventually my mom's attitude changed. And now if I talk to her about my sister, she'll be like, oh, you know, she had that Irish boyfriend for a while. So if the airlines pick back up again, she'll probably go date him for a while. And she's like, it's so cool that she can just flit around. So I was like, okay, you're coming around. Good to know. Yeah, I love Good to that. Know. Great for you, mom. I suck dick on camera. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. It's just the one dick, but it's all the time. And to be fair, uh, Zane and I have sex between one and four times every day. Ah, I'm so jealous. We have consistently for the last eight months straight. So why not monetize some of that as well? It's already taken up my time. It's already a part-time job just fucking my boyfriend um, (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's so I mean I hope it continues forever but that's I've thought that in early relationships before I love that you're able to monetize that yeah that's fantastic <laughs> and I was on Prozac for most of that so that was like that's supposed to really seriously diminish your libido and your ability to climax and it uh just a little bit on the climax part but not the libido not for a second so I finally found somebody who matches my horny level it's fire I love it. This is the best. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Well, you're welcome to come back at any time and give us an update on the OnlyFans. For sure. We are all-time fans. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You guys are so great. You are so great. Yeah, we could not love you more. And um, we wanted to ask, 
What is like a tip you want to give to people that are getting into OnlyFans as fans? A tip for like someone who's subscribing to my yes. feed and becoming a fan? Like a, probably a dude. Yeah. Probably a dude. Enjoy uh, what we have decided to show you. And whatever we decide to show you, keep enjoying in the future. That is our decision. The boundaries are ours. Respect the boundaries. But toe the line. Because if I hadn't had some freaky ass requests, I wouldn't have delivered some of the dope content that I've created. So I love the creativity and just stay respectful with the, hey, if you wouldn't mind jerking off your boyfriend's dick with your feet while wearing white nail polish, just maybe try sticking one of them in your pussy next time, you know? And then I can be like, that's where I draw the line, but I'll do the <laughs> I'll do the foot part, but I'm not going to do the in the vagina part. But thank you so much for asking. And uh, yeah, just stay respectful and uh, keep tipping. It's the best. Hell yeah. Adrian, where can people find you online if they don't already follow you? Because I mean, no, I don't really have that big a following, but I'm Cradrian everywhere, including on OnlyFans. C-R-A-Y-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. You can find me everywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. We love you, Adrian. Thanks, you guys. Love you, too. God, I love Adrienne so much. It was so fun to talk to her. And you guys know what to do. You better smash subscribe on those Cradrian profiles, especially that OnlyFans. Yeah, definitely follow her. She's amazing. And to ride this amazing wave, next week we have an interview with Anya Voltz, and they are a hilarious non-binary comedian, OnlyFans creator, and just overall bad bitch. So rad. And yeah, neck and neck with Adrian in terms of top creators. So kind of exciting that we have the best of the best. Creme de la creme, honey. That's how we roll. So tune in for that. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our awesome friend, Amy Rosh. Find her on Spotify. Her last name spelled R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, Mike. Love you, Mike. Not not too bad. Yeah, I think this one's maybe one I would put in the garbage slightly later than the others. (laughs) (laughs) The garbage is just so full that... There's not always room. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind leaving this one out for a couple days to stink up the place. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for the review of the week. Okay, we're recycling this review because one, we care about the environment, and two, you bitches (laughs) need to review us. Okay, for those who enjoy pleasure by Life forty seven ninety nine. I absolutely love listening to these incredible women take my mind to a different place, often literally with a different perspective in the wonderful world of sex. Thank you, ladies. Keep up the good work, especially during this pandemic. Yeah. That was really nice. Thank you. I will get that tattooed on my butt. Making good choices during the pandemic. We need every compliment we can get right now. And we thank you guys who have rated and reviewed the podcast. And where can people do that, Sophia? I think they should go to rate this 
podcast. She never my gets podcast? it right, you guys. God damn it. What is it? Why did you forget her something, Sophia? <laughs> do you know or do you need me to do it? No, Courtney, go ahead. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and you guys can leave us a just crucial compliment that we really need during this challenging time. So thank you in advance. We really need this. I fucked up my bangs the other day, you guys. Come on. Did you cut your own bangs? No. I always do, but this time I was impatient. I recently went to a hair salon, but with COVID protocol, they couldn't use a blow dryer, and I just looked like a shaggy dog going home. It was so sad. That's what happened with me when I got my hair cut, too. She's like, sorry, I can't style you. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, You know Please. what's weird? I need Cost this. the same amount. I know. Cost I the know. same amount. <laughs> I know. I mean, no shade. I'm happy to, and I tipped well, but fucking same. Jesus, I look same. stupid. I look so bad. I looked anyway. When I came home, it was one of those things where like I didn't even want Max to notice that I got my hair done. <laughs> I was like, this is the one time I'd prefer he He's did like, not. He's like, oh, speak you look <laughs> like you went out in the rain. <laughs> he looks he was like, You're coming back from somewhere? <laughs> I was like, ouch. <laughs> Soul cycle or <laughs> coming back from somewhere was the coldest way he could have put it. He's like, oh, people saw you like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that unattractive note. Yeah. This has been Petty COVID Grievances from Cokes and Soph. And that's all for now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.